Well, it's the year of the tiger, and I'm not talking about Lunar New Year. I'm talking about what we have seen and will continue to see in the world's largest and most impactful sports league. And I'll get into that, plus so much more on today's edition of Locked in LSU. You are Locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, we are on YouTube as well. So make sure to check us out there and subscribe to the Locked on LSU YouTube channel. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host, as I am every single day. I graduated from LSU. I've been covering LSU sports since 2016, and I am now a sports talk radio host in Nashville, Tennessee. I got to let y'all know that today's episode of Locked on LSU is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And you can check out on FanDuel some of the NFL futures, whether that's some of the games this weekend, wager on the games this weekend, and also on some of the end of the year NFL awards. And if you look at who was nominated, you might see some very familiar faces. Looking at the AP and the the lists of the NFL awards at the end of the year, and of course there's MVP, Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. But looking at the candidates for NFL MVP, and you know, let's be honest about this this award. It's called MVP, but I interpret MVP as the most valuable player, as in. If you take that player away from a team, they are nothing. That if that they are so much worse off without this player. I think a lot of times it's interpreted as the best player on the best team or the quarterback of the best team. I interpret it as you take this player away and this is a completely different team. Patrick Mahomes is nominated to or is a finalist for NFL MVP. I don't think we're surprised there. Jalen Hurts is nominated as a or a finalist. I don't know the, the exact terminology, finalist, I guess, um, for NFL MVP. And Josh Allen. All makes sense. Three great quarterbacks and three playoff teams of teams that have looked really good all season long. Joe Burrow also is a finalist for MVP as well as Justin Jefferson. So, I mean, I call this, it's a, it truly is a quarterback award. Very infrequently do you see non-quarterbacks nominated for this award. Sometimes you'll see defensive players, like really elite pass rushers, like an Aaron Donald kind of name come up in the in the discussions. But really, it's, okay, who's the best quarterback in the league or who's the most impactful quarterback in the league? The fact that Justin Jefferson is a finalist for NFL MVP speaks volumes about the kind of player he is, the kind of season that he had this year. But two of the five finalists to be NFL MVP are all are both LSU alum. Both have roots at LSU. I look at Joe Burrow, a guy who you, you cannot talk about the NFL playoffs. You cannot not talk about the uh, AFC championship game this weekend without bringing up Joe Burrow. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills were a team that was preseason favorite to win the Super Bowl all year long, was just rolling past opponents. Josh Allen, honestly, was my preseason pick to be MVP, and I ultimately picked the Buffalo Bills preseason to be the Super Bowl champions. Obviously, 
I was wrong. Um, but the fact that after that Bills Bengals game and the Bengals absolutely dominated the Bills, you cannot talk about the trajectory of the NFL without talking about Joe Burrow. And that discussion goes through LSU. You look at Justin Jefferson, he's a wide receiver in the league and a team that you know, got bounced in the wild card round of the playoffs. The Vikings were fine, they were not great. They're okay. They were an okay, fine team. And Justin Jefferson is nominated for this award amongst four of the best quarterbacks in the league on four of the best teams in the NFL. So what does that mean? What's what's my point here? I think that this weekend of football in the NFL and this award is the easiest recruiting that Brian Kelly and this LSU football recruiting staff will have to do. What? more recruiting do you have to do for a kid who's 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, whose ultimate goal is not just to be in the NFL, but to be one of the greatest in the NFL. What more proof do you have to give those players, those high school recruits than, hey, I mean, you know, two-fifths of the NFL MVP finalists in 2022 won a national championship at LSU. You can achieve greatness in the NFL if you go to LSU. And of course, that's nothing new. That's not something that we didn't already know of how you can't go through a first or second round of the NFL draft without seeing those three letters appear once or multiple times at the top of the draft. The fact that every single Sunday, whatever game you turn on, you're going to see a few LSU alum on the field. That's I mean, that's nothing new. We already know that LSU has a reputation for just churning out elite players in the NFL or just players in the NFL. But when you look at the best of the best, when you look at the top of the league, when you look at some of the most impactful players in the NFL, a multi-billion dollar business and the most relevant, the largest sports league in America, I would look at the NFL and say that's probably one of the biggest brands in America. Look at Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Disney, NFL. It's right up there. And some of the best players in the league have gone through LSU, our LSU alum, when they, you know, get up and they say, you know, their name and where they went to school, that they say two of the best players in the league play LSU. And that's not even counting the the several, I mean, countless other players who wear the LSU brand in the NFL, in the strongest brand in sports, I think Brian Kelly and his recruiting staff can just put their feet up and say, well, look who has already done it. Who do you want to be like? If I'm a 15, 16, 17-year-old high school quarterback, I want to be like Joe Burrow. I want to get the recognition that Joe Burrow is getting. I want to have the success that Joe Burrow is getting. If I'm a kid from New Orleans and I'm trying to carve my way and try and find some some college offers as a wide receiver, and I'm just not getting them. I could look at Justin Jefferson and say, well, he was a two-star recruit that made his way to, to LSU. He won a national championship at LSU. He went on to potentially be an MVP in the league. I think it's the easiest, easiest recruiting pitch that this team can give, and it's nothing new but it absolutely is on full display this weekend in, in the NFL playoffs and as we continue throughout the rest of the season and as we get into NFL MVP conversations, that two of the five of the most recognized players in the league this year 
our LSU alum. I think that's pretty huge. But coming up next, something that's not as exciting, something that was a whole lot more brutal than what I just talked about. I'll get into that coming up next. But before we do that, I want to tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook. So the NFL playoffs are here. Finally, I was just talking about them. And we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America. And of course, it is FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, you can join today by getting started with a $150 free bet guaranteed when you place your first bet of, with $5 or more. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. You name it, they've got it. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use, so football fans do not miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked On LSU your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything that you need to know about college basketball all in one place. Plus, you can hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So, I talked about this on yesterday's podcast. You can absolutely go back and find that on your preferred podcast platform. You can find it on YouTube. Excuse me as I rearrange my mic over here. Um, about LSU basketball and kind of where this team goes from here. I was talking about a really brutal loss to Tennessee on Saturday over the weekend. Um, the final score, 77-56, was, I think, a whole lot closer and then I felt the game was going, and that's saying something considering it was a 20-plus point difference. That this team all season long has just been plagued by offensive woes. And I said, okay, can you get back on track against Arkansas tonight? And that was Tuesday night. Can you get back on track? It's a team you've already beaten. It's really difficult at this level to beat the same team twice. But this was an Arkansas team that was struggling before last night was two and five in the SEC, was a top 10 team at the time that LSU beat them, and they really kind of struggled ever since then. Arkansas is not a fantastic team. And LSU basketball fell back into kind of the, the slump that we have seen them. And, and I don't even like calling it a slump because I feel like a slump indicates that you were high and then you were low. And yeah, I sure, I guess LSU was, you know, started off on the right foot, but look at their schedule. It wasn't necessarily a gauntlet. And that's fine. You know, this was a, a new team, a new coach. You want to figure out what you have in your players and, and figure out your identity as a team. And you don't necessarily want to do that while playing some of the top teams in the country. So I understood why the scheduling was what it was. But I don't want to call it a slump because it just seems like this is what this team is. 
LSU falls last night to Arkansas. They've now lost seven straight. They're one in seven in SEC play. 60 to 40 final score last night. It was absolutely atrocious <laughs> offensively, which is unfortunately kind of what we've seen from this team over the past seven games. But last night, it, it felt like it hit a different kind of low. LSU was 26% from the field. 26% from the field. They shot 14 of 54. Think about that. 54 opportunities. And shot, and the ball went in 14 times. They had those opportunities. Ball just wasn't falling. They were 11% from three. 11% from three. You know, this team, I didn't expect to be fabulous this year. It's something I talked about on the podcast yesterday. It's, I didn't expect this team to be great. Let's not forget less than a year ago, this team was barren. This team had no players. Matt McMahon could have stayed at Murray State and, you know, stayed comfortable at Murray State in a program that he kind of rebuilt, not necessarily from the bottom up, but they weren't a great team when he came in. They struggled in his first year and built them into a tournament team. But there were challenges facing this team. I know that. I, I totally understand that. So I didn't expect, you know, amazing fireworks from this team, but 11% from three is a whole lot worse than I expected. <laughs> 15 turnovers last night. That also does not help very much. Arkansas led by as much as 25 points last night. They went on a 21-2 to two run in the first half. I'm like almost like laughing because it's comical, but it's really not that funny. But it really is. This is a tough team to watch. It is. Let's be completely honest. Let's call it what it is. This is a really tough team to watch. So I think that you can look at it in two different ways. And I think that both things are true. And ask yourself, well, where does this team go from here? I don't see this team going anywhere really from here. You know, this is the SEC is a tough league now. Alabama is good. Alabama's top five team in the country. I believe they're number two at this point. Tennessee, top five team in the country. And then you look at teams like Arkansas, that even though they may be at the bottom of the SEC, they're still a really solid team with a really good coach in Eric Musselman. So this is a, is a tough team. I don't see this team all of a sudden turning things around, making a run in the tournament. I just don't see that because nothing from what we've seen in conference play leads me to believe that they have anything left in the tank to turn it around. If these were close losses, if this team was battling, if this team showed so much promise, then I would say, okay, yeah, maybe. Maybe they just needed some time to click and then it's smooth sailing from here. I don't see that from this team. Would I love that? 110%. So where do you go from here? I don't think this team is going to finish with a very pretty record. But I also think it's important that we give Matt McMahon some time. Because like I just mentioned a few months ago, this team had a big old goose egg the number of scholarship players that were in the, in the program. We knew it was going to take time. And it's so much easier to say a few months ago when Matt McMahon was first coming in and he was saying, we want to bring championships to this program. And we were all like, woohoo, go Tigers. And it, we were, it's easy to say that going into the season of, oh, it might not be very easy. It might not be very pretty. It's a lot more difficult to say that when you're living in it and you just want this team to start winning some games. But we have to remember that this team is still in the process of being built. This team is not going to be pretty this year. 
This team hasn't given me a whole lot of promise of what it can be in the future, honestly. But this team was built almost predominantly via the transfer portal. Matt and will have some time to get other guys in and develop younger guys. Because those are a majority of these guys on this team. A lot of these guys from the, on this team came from Murray State. So I'm not going to say that they're not Matt McMahon's guys because they are. Um, this team, this team is pretty brutal right now. They've scored and looking at conference play, the most points they've scored all year long was 70 point, 71 points rather against Kentucky. And that was really, you know, that was the outlier whole lot of fifties, the sixties last night, 40, pretty freaking brutal, pretty freaking brutal. And I think that Matt McMahon probably knows it too that it was going to be difficult, that this build was going to be difficult. So I think that he affords some time to be able to turn things around, and I'm not going to make a definitive statement about how I feel about Matt McMahon one way or another. Um, Show it to me. I think that he has proven, at least at Murray State, that he was able to turn that team from not so good to a really, really solid team. I have no reason to doubt that he could do that at LSU. It's just not going to happen this year. But it is a Mailbag Wednesday, so we will get into your questions coming up next. Happy Mailbag Wednesday, everybody. Remember, I do this every single Wednesday. Send in questions however you would like. You can comment them below on the YouTube page. You can tweet me at CarolineFenton1. You can DM me there as well. You can also tweet or DM the show Twitter account at LockedOnLSU. But I will take as many questions as I can every single week. Let's get into it. First question. And I'm glad that somebody brought this up because this has been a subject that I've been neglecting. But I promise that won't be for long. This uh, person asks, how do you feel about LSU baseball being a consensus number one team in the country? I am freaking jazzed about LSU being the consensus number one overall team in the country. I also wasn't expecting that, to be completely honest with you. I mean, LSU last year was good, not great. I think that this team had a whole lot of fatal flaws. And I talked about it, you know, this time last year on the podcast, just defensively how much this team really struggled. So I was a little surprised that LSU was a consensus number one in all of the baseball rankings. But I think that's a testament to the work that this coaching staff has done in the offseason. Look at some of the transfers coming in. Tommy White, I'm so pumped about him. Paul Skeens, who has been pushing a hundo. Thanks, Leo Van, for the updates of the pitching updates. Um, some of these, some of the top players in the country have transferred to LSU, have decided to play at LSU. So I'm really excited about that, and I think that is a total testament to the work that Jay Johnson and the entire recruiting staff has done in the offseason of making this team better. And let's remember, I mean, like, this team wasn't bad last year. I mean, this team was in the postseason in Jay Johnson's first year. So that's, you know, that has something to show for it. Now, in, in year two, how much can we see things start to develop? How much, uh, how much more success can they build upon the success that they had last year? I'm excited about that, but I will reiterate the same sentiment that I felt about basketball. It's show it to me. And I'm so excited on January 25th that LSU is a, a, the top team in the country, that everybody's looking at LSU to be the behemoth in the SEC. Also a very, very difficult league to compete in. I mean, I would believe three of the top 10 teams in the top 25 rankings are all SEC teams. I mean, like a, like a ridiculous number. But show it to me. 
because on January 25th, it's really fun. All the preseason conversations are really fun. Show it to me in the regular season. Show it to me when it matters. Be the number one team in the country at the end of the season. And then I can get really excited. But I do want to say, you know, shout out to this baseball program. I saw all the coverage and videos from the baseball banquet. There were over a thousand people at the baseball banquet. Name another program in the country where a thousand people show up to a college baseball event in January. I mean, LSU is absolutely very unique in that, right? So all of the excitement and all of the buy-in to this program, I mean, it's, it's a special program. It always has been, and it feels very special this year as well. Second question coming in from Roger. This uh, person asks, can LSU beat Alabama in Georgia next year? So I'm sure the idea is, can LSU beat Alabama, get back to Atlanta, beat Georgia in the SEC championship, the SEC champions, and potentially go on to the college football playoff? Look, Georgia's won two back-to-back champion, national championships. They have lost one game in the last two years. I can look at it two ways. One, they don't look like they're stopping anytime soon, which I do think there's like a bit of truth to that. But I also could look at it and say, well, something's got to give. You know, some of the, the – they lost so much talent after the 2021 championship. They were able to reload in 2022. At some point, things have got to catch up to you. But Georgia is still recruiting at a very, very high level. Georgia is still competing at a very, very high level. Now, what does that team look like once Stetson Bennett is gone? Now that some of their key defensive linemen have entered the NFL draft. I think that those are all very important questions. But with Georgia, I mean – I, I, they're mortal. <laughs> they are beatable. It's going to be a tough team to beat. Alabama, same thing. It's really tough to beat Alabama two years in a row. That's why it hasn't happened very frequently. But the way that LSU has built up this team, same kind of thing. You know, it's a testament to the recruiting staff. Their recruiting class this year, their transfer portal class this year. I mean, LSU's not taking any steps back, at least where it stands right now. And this coaching staff is going all in to find the best players in the country to compete. So this uh, Roger asks, can LSU beat or can compete with Alabama and Georgia next year? Yeah, I, I do think so. Who are going to be Alabama's new coordinators, both offensively and defensively? Of course, Pete Golden going to Ole Miss, Bill O'Brien going back to the New England Patriots. What does that look like? You know, does, does Nick Saban get some sort of offensive guru in the building to groom their quarterback of the future? You know, how, what do they look like without Bryce Young? I don't know. It's a really good team, and we know that Alabama is always going to be able to compete year in and year out. Let's not have short-term memory. And just because Alabama had a quote-unquote down year this past year, that they weren't in the national title game just two years ago, and that we've been through this a lot with, with Alabama. And yeah, the field is a little bit more competitive, just given NIL and the transfer portal. They're going to be two really good teams next year. But I think LSU is going to be a good team next year as well. So thanks for sending in your questions. Make sure to send those in for next week as well. I love hearing what y'all want to talk about, what questions that you might have for me, whatever the buzz is going on in your world. Thanks for sending those in. But that's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Lock and LSU your first listen today. So for your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything that you need to know on and off the court. Plus, you can hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.